Hey everyone, uh, not quite a live look at the astrology, but we are doing it recorded because it's a holiday and um, I'm spending time with family, but uh, just to state for the recording that this is your look at the astrology of September 5th through 11th, 2022. Like I said, I'm doing this on the road i'm visiting family visiting my dad and, and and for those who are in the uh in the united states i hope that you are enjoying the holiday weekend i guess it's back to work tomorrow but um yeah so we've been having a little bit of a quiet time with the astrology look uh, i'll take it um we had some pretty intense astrology throughout the bulk of August. Uh, Virgo season's a little bit different because it's playing with different energies than we, than we were playing with when we were in Leo season. Um, we weren't, we're not having the intensity of the nodes or Uranus or Saturn. Instead, it's a season to sort of get back to the plot, get back to our plans to get grounded in reality to get grounded in the detail and maybe if you heard a couple other of my updates i've done my 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 love letter to virgo i think it's a bit of an underrated sign but it's a sign that we all have somewhere in our astrology so don't say to me kitty i'm not a virgo i don't have any planets in virgo virgo governs i absolutely assure you as, a, as an astrologer virgo occupies some area of your chart, some area of your life. I think we went over this in uh, last week's astrology, especially with that Virgo new moon uh, two weeks ago. But uh, where is that energy expressing itself in your astrology? Virgo is the sign that's the archetype that helps us to sit in the command seat of life. It's a different energy than Capricorn and Saturn. It's about really being on top of the small details. And these are the small details that are easily overlooked, but they are sort of the necessary gears in order to get things done. It's a sign of health and wellness. So, you know, I know that at least uh, just the way things work out with, with work and holidays and the end of summer, at least here in, in the, the Northern Hemisphere, it's a season that we don't we can kind of live a little bit of a lazy start to, but uh, surely for those who are already back at school, back at work, um, after holidays, it's a good time to get back to the details, back to the things that are important. Um, so this week, September 5th through 11th, 2022, we've got Venus and Virgo. Venus finally is stepping out of Leo. It's sort of been behind the scenes, even though Venus and Virgo, by its very nature, isn't quite a, pl uh, a placement that's behind the scenes. But with Virgo season, it's been behind the scenes. And so this is a season for now Vir for not Virgo, for Venus to take its place. We'll get back to that in just a moment. But we also have Mercury retrograde. You know, you've heard my 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 spiel on Mercury retrograde. I'll, I'll do it again in a moment. But it's a week where, to be fair, things might be a little bit screwy. We can't quite rely on things being where they normally are. Uh, rely on the details. Rely on the the plot as we normally do. And so we have to be flexible. We have to be mindful. But we'll go more into that in a moment. And then we have the Pisces full moon. So this Pisces full moon, the full moon always comes two weeks after the new moon and the full moon puts the seeds into the spotlight, uh, what we've been growing over the past two weeks. So if Virgo season was this time to get back to the practical details of life to, you know, as I think I said two weeks ago, gather the wheat, uh, make the wine, these things that we all do to prepare symbolically, of course, but in some parts of the world, this is quite literal to prepare for the coming winter. And that's symbolized by Capricorn season. Yes, there is this sort of seasonal symbology to the 12 zodiac signs, but there's also this deep um, esoteric material and the 12 zodiac signs, a little, little side note and a little shameless plug. Um, I'm in two weeks, actually 12 days, as I record this, I am teaching my first Saturn masterclass. And my Saturn masterclass is going to be a 12 week program. So we'll meet weekly over a 12 week period, it's three months in total. It takes us to the 1st of December, 2022. And each step, 
going through each of the 12 zodiac signs is a key that unlocks a space within us. It helps us to shift our relationship with that archetype, but in a way connect to Saturn's deepest wisdom. So I had this question from somebody else. It's, it's not a class about Saturn. It's not a class about Saturn and the signs. This is something much more integrative and, and experiential. And as much as there will be information, it's about this process of working within ourselves to, to and this, you hear me say this all the time, the astrology is 50%, you are the other 50%. Um, and how do you show up to these energies in the 12 zodiac sign, which is the wheel of life? That's, that's the beauty of astrology, is that it puts us into that fundamental connection to the wheel of life and this is the wheel of life that's that's present in everything and you show up to the wheel of life in a very different way you can show up to saturn saturn's your lessons saturn's your karma saturn's the blueprint of your life and even though there is this cultural expectation that astrology tells us about a future that's already predicted i assure you your future is not fixed there are certain things of course that are fixed your karma sort of the shape of your life, which is represented by your astrology, the lessons you're learning, which are represented by Saturn, but you fill everything in. You give it life, you give it color, you put yourself in it, you put your life, you put your passion into it. And that's where I was talking about a couple weeks ago, that sort of the interplay between Leo and Virgo season, Leo as an archetype and Virgo as an archetype. We, we, we're in a season that's so much about the earth, but we have the fire science before the earth science. And we need that spark. We need that coloring. We need that passion and joy to to go through something like Virgo season. We have to, to take care of the details. Take care of the details, but make it an art. Make it you know, something that you love. And I think that's what we can all hope to do is to be able to do something that we love or to put our love into into everything that we do, the craft, the attention to detail, the service and attentiveness to others sort of sounds like Venus and Virgo, which uh, is happening this week, which we'll get back to in a moment. So do check out my Saturn Masterclass again. There's a lot of stuff that's going into this. It's three months long. It's it's meant to be lived and worked and, and I'm going to keep talking about it till we start. That's when Registration registration will close um, on the 16th of September. So that's got, got a little bit of time, but we already have a good group of people already assembled. And I hope that you can join me too. The, all the information's in the show notes. Go to my website, empoweringastrology.com. Um, we'll, we'll keep talking about it because it's something that I'm really excited about. It sort of represents a lot of what I've been working on and learning I always I teach you guys things I've already learned myself. I am, I should say, learning um, because we never stop learning. We will learn our whole life. Um, but let me just reintroduce myself since we've kind of gone into things. My name is Katie Sweetman, and this is Empowering Astrology and your look at the astrology of September, September 5th through 11th, 2022. Doing things a little bit differently this week. Normally, I do a Facebook Live. Um, I have to be with family at the moment, um, and that's why I'm sort of recording. And sorry, are you in a closet? I'm not in a closet, I'm in a corner um, to kind of create some sort of neutral background. But um, yeah, so let's look at the astrology again of this week of September 5th through 11th, 2022. So as I alluded to into the introduction, Venus arrives in Virgo this week. So Venus typically spends about three, four weeks in a sign. It's been in Leo, making a little bit of bumpy astrology throughout um, throughout August, but now it's in Virgo. So Venus is in the same sign as the sun. So Venus gets a little bit more of light and, and, and sort of we can see it, certainly not classically, can't see it because it's in the rays of the sun but this is a time for us to take venus venus is what we love what we value what we invest money and time on and we are putting it into the energies of virgo and whenever i think of venus and virgo i always think of the amount of craft and sometimes the obsessiveness that goes into making something 
And if you have ever, I mean, I, I, you know, backstory, I actually have a, have a background as a designer. I have, I have an art degree, um, somehow ended up in IT and, and then, uh, then astrology. Um, but that, you know, that sense of paying attention, that craftsmanship, and when people pay attention to the details of things that, that aren't typically seen, um, this is, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent, it kind of reminds me of a lot of the design work that went into Apple products and, and you know, back in the day, the, you know, the, the level of detail that was put into the back end, you know, you sort of open up the computer and it's the, the art and the craftsmanship continues even, you know, inside of something. But I always think of stitching, you know, somebody that uh, does sewing, fashion design, anything where you have to do that really attentive, sometimes uh, really mundane and, uh, and, and boring, dare I say, work of, of getting all the things looking very perfect. But you have to do that and it has to be a labor of love. And I think that that's Venus in Virgo. One of the ways that Venus in Virgo can shine even though it's not classically at home in Virgo. So Venus is what we spend money on. And, and on one hand, you could say Virgo is, I'm just looking at my, my dog starting to get out. Um, you, one of the things is you could say that Virgo is a sign that is a, it's, it's about being more about form and function than it is about aesthetics. But Venus is like, no, let's marry form and function with aesthetics. I also think of Venus and Virgo as the nurse. You know, uh, you, uh, Virgo is, is one of the helping and healing signs. And, and when Venus does it, it sort of is attentive, it takes care and sort of that gentle touch. So it's, you know, classically Venus is not at home in Virgo. It is, you know, quote, quote unquote, debilitated. That's because Venus is in the sign of its fall. It is opposite the sign of its um, exaltation, it's something called essential dignity. So Venus does some of its best work in Pisces. This is with the Venus of unconditional love, of that big open heartedness. But this is a much more grounded and practical Venus. And I think it's, it's even though classically it's not at home, we just have to, to work with it. And I think it's interesting enough in this, again, full of technical points. Um, we've got Venus and Virgo. Mercury and Libra. Mercury, actually, a good segue, is going to turn retrograde this week on September 9th, and it turns retrograde at eight degrees of Libra. This is what's called a mutual reception. You have Venus in Virgo sign, not Venus in Mercury sign, Mercury in Venus sign, so sort of a little switcheroo. This means that this is a Venus classically that isn't as impinged, so to speak, as it normally would be in Virgo. It has access through the mutual reception to Libra. With Mercury turning retrograde in Libra, it says that over the next three, four weeks, and I think the retrograde ends on October 10th, um, this is a time when we have to look at relationships, whether it's the value that we put into relationships, the work, that was sort of the attentiveness, um, the equity, the fairness um, that we have in relationships, um, maybe to the, the, the health and wellness or even the cleaning up side of Virgo. It's like where relationships need to be cleaned up because sometimes relationships get complicated and they get perhaps even a little bit toxic. But this is a time where another way that we can look at it is any time a planet turns retrograde, and do keep in mind, this is my, my what was it, two, three times a year, so I have to make this speech. So every planet turns retrograde, every planet except for the sun and the moon. Every planet turns retrograde, uh, Mercury turns retrograde the most frequently. It does it every three to four months. Um, three to four times a year uh, for, for three to four weeks at a time. That's a lot of time. J Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto um, spend or in retrograde five months out of the year. That's a lot of a lot of time. So I personally don't subscribe to, as an astrologer, this like, oh my God, all the plants are retrograde right now. My life is a catastrophe, nothing. I think there are a lot of other reasons why that may be happening. If we're just, you know, if we're gonna point fingers at astrology, there's some pretty just 
south nodes in Scorpio. Uh, Uranus is on the north node. Um, Saturn is square the nodes. I think there's other reasons that we can point to. But uh, retrogrades are common. And if you look at your own astrology, statistically speaking, chances are a lot of the planets are retrograde. It is the inner planets, the personal planets, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, that don't turn retrograde as, well, Mercury turns retrograde often, but Venus turns retrograde every 18 months, and Mars turns retrograde every two years. So, wait, is that right? Let's check that. I think that's every two years. Yeah, I think that's right. Anyway, so Mercury retrograde is something that culturally we're more aware of. We, we think that, oh my God, everything's going to stop. I, I can't do anything. I can't sign a contract. Mercury retrograde means that we can't do things in an active state. We now have to do things in a receptive state. That's what a retrograde is. It's a change of energy. Everything in creation is active, receptive. So we can't choose, make decisions, move forward. Uh, we can't think and listen and learn in an active state. We have to be receptive. We have to intuit. We can't overanalyze. We can't, we can't flow things the way that we typically flow. Now we are in a season, Virgo, that is ruled by Mercury. So this is not, uh, this is maybe a Mercury retrograde to pay attention more to. But this is a time again, where we have to have a relationship with the receptive state. If we live in a world where it's constantly in the active state, it's like everything's pushing forward. There's no, there's no fluidity. You know, active energy is yang. Receptive energy is yin. You need both. You, can, you know, energetically, two ends of the battery. Um, so this is the time where the tide pulls in, doesn't push out. It's one of. It's not the only planet in the sky, but it's one of the. It's a major planet. It's it's a you know moves the quickest. Um, so it just says that with communication, we have to listen have to reflect we just can't blurt things out we can't make choices unconsciously another way of looking at murky retrograde is that there is a karmic story that we are all personally and collectively working through what could that karmic story be well maybe the things that you've been choosing thinking saying um, communicating need a second look maybe everything's fine I don't know Maybe collectively, the things that we've been choosing, thinking, saying, communicating need a second look. Maybe we need to relook at travel, education, um, publishing, ideas, information. These are all Mercury-ruled um, things. You know, the fact that things get a little delayed, you know, uh, travel and movement is a, is a Mercury-ruled thing in astrology. I'm not saying don't back up your data or maybe things are not going to get screwy. I mean, um, as somebody who lived in New York City, as long as I did, like it just seemed a little, little, what's the word, like, like on point every time it's Mercury retrograde that the subways will get crazy. Um, who knows? I was, it's one of those things where it's like I wanted to plot the data and start to see if there was a pattern. But anyway, so do, do, do your due diligence. And maybe that's just a good mantra for Mercury Retrograde across the board, because to be diligent, to be attentive or reflective or thoughtful is a very different energy than just doing, 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 going, going, going. Culturally, or, or even on a, on a larger humanity level, like if, if we're afraid of the retrograde, it means that we're afraid of the reflective state, the, you know, the, the sense of that sort of yin energy. You, we have to have both. And what's, what is our relationship with the archetypical feminine, the archetypical yin, the receptive energy? But this is also a time for us to rely more on our intuition than our analytical mind. So here's, that's, you know, that was my, my Mercury retrograde spiel. Finally, we have a Pisces full moon. This is a Pisces full moon that will be occurring on September 10th at 17 degrees of Pisces. So here's our larger points. Um, this full moon is rather close to Neptune. It's not an exact conjunction, but it's definitely in the ballpark. I think Neptune's at 23, 24. 
right now. Um, so this is a full moon that not only puts the spotlight, full moon, on Pisces, Pisces being the opposite sign of Virgo, but this is a sign that highlights the energies of Neptune. So let's sort of break this down. So Virgo is an earth sign. It's so much about the practicality of life, important things. Like we need Virgo. If you've ever been around somebody that just hasn't done the like planning work and sort of like rushes or it's messy or whatever, do things flow? No. So it's a really necessary and undervalued sign. However, it can't be all Virgo all the time. It can't be so analytical and controlled that we lose the subtlety, we lose the magic of Pisces. Now, Pisces is the last sign. It's, it's the last sign and it's a water sign. It's the last water sign. So when you get to Pisces, you've gone through each of the 12, each of the 11 zodiac signs, and Pisces brings us to the end. And the two signs that come before Pisces are Capricorn and Aquarius. And these two signs are Saturn ruled. And Saturn energy is the energy of matter and manifestation, our physical, material lives, our physical body, teeth, and bones with Saturn and the energies of Capricorn, it's physical, it's you can touch it, you can see it. With Aquarius, you can't see it because it's the the systems, the invisible systems that our life runs on the invisible fabric that connects us to but it's still our material in our incarnated world. Aquarius is also systems, these sort of large systems, I didn't say that already. So when you get to Pisces, Pisces, I think, is one of the most understood signs of the zodiac. You're stepping beyond Saturn. You're stepping beyond, I mean, not literally stepping beyond Saturn because Pisces is a uh, Jupiter world sign, but you're stepping beyond the physical plane into something that is non-physical, water. Water, of course, is an, is a, is an element, but as an energy, it talks us about something that's non-physical. It's emotions, it's feeling. So we take cancer, the first water sign, we build that energy of emotional connection, that sort of primal emotional connection with cancer, and it builds to that almost primal um, uh, intimate connection that you get with Scorpio in the moments that are real deep human moments that we share with other people, whether it's through these difficult moments in life, or whether through sexuality, through trust, whether it's money and power, and then you get to Pisces. It's not my feeling, it's not our feeling, it's everybody's feeling. It's the collective emotional body. It's the ethereal energies that exist beyond this world. It's dreams, it's intuition, it's spirituality. But it's also where we can lose our anchorage. This is where, you know, Virgo balances out Pisces, we can lose our anchorage in Pisces if we're not careful. And so we need the energy of Virgo to say, no, like, don't forget to be a human, don't forget to eat, don't forget to sort of get into the details of life. It's, you know, sometimes it's fun in Pisces. I, I have a lot of people in my work that just say like, oh, you know, who wants to be in, in, in a physical body on planet Earth? It's so much fun elsewhere. But, you know, we need to be here. There's a, there's a reason we're here. It's to, to, to work on our spiritual evolution. We cannot work on our spiritual evolution without the support of a physical body. Pisces, Virgo, water, earth. So this is a Pisces full moon that also picks up in the energies of Neptune. And Neptune is a evolutionary planet, which means that its function in astrology, astrology is to get you to grow and evolve by any means possible. And Neptune does that by pulling back the veil, dissolving the boundaries between this world and the next world. Neptune can make us ache because we're not just, it's sort of this amplifier, it's an antenna. It's not just my emotions that I'm feeling, my tears that I'm feeling. It's the emotions and tears of everyone. And Neptune makes us aware of our universality, that we're not just... As much as we I was talking about the physical body and the necessity of the physical body, we can't forget that this physical body is finite. It will not last. And that's where we kind of run the energies of Scorpio. And But what is beyond this world is what lasts. 
and we have to sort of find the balance of both, but we can't forget that we are what spiritual beings having a human experience. So you may feel a lot of emotions this week, especially as we get up to the Pisces full moon and Pisces full moon in its highest light can be the energies of compassion and forgiveness and to release something, release the suffering, to let it wash away, to cry something and know that you're crying something not just for yourself, but it's for others, but not to be pulled down in it, but to have it to be this loving act of service, open-hearted. You can get spiritual highs in Pisces. Pisces can also make us feel adrift and lost and alone, and it can put us into the energy of this is where it kind of picks up on that Scorpio energy as the previous water sign and it's kind of negative expression really pull us into our dark unknown. So you have that duality with Pisces. It is the two fishes swimming in two different directions. One fish goes to you know the spirit going back to spirit, the physical body going back to the material plane. But it's also the duality of life and, and life can be joy life can be sort of that spiritual highs but it also can be pain and suffering and i'm not saying this full moon is pain and suffering of course not but it's just to sort of talk about esoterically and archetypically these duality dualities that exist in pisces and the next sign after pisces is aries and the aries is the first sign and we start the whole cycle over again it is the birth of life and the initiation of life back into the physical plane taurus and so forth so this full moon does also highlight jupiter in aries uh jupiter in aries does talk about needing to move forward take action it is picking up on a lot of themes around trust and intimacy and vulnerability so probably again a lot of deep emotions coming up with this pisces full moon so with that in mind, let's go through each of the 12 zodiac signs and see where this Pisces full moon is showing up for you. Aries. Aries, this Pisces full moon is putting the spotlight on your last sign. So listen to what I was talking about a few moments ago with the Pisces full moon when I was doing my, my intro and, and that really applies to you as well. And this is a full moon that is bringing you to the end of your personal zodiac calendar. And when you reach the end of something, it's sort of on this, the end of the spiritual journey. You need to be mindful about what you're still holding on to and what you need to release and what you want to bring with you into the next chapter and the next cycle. You will have an Aries full moon um, in a month's time, uh, puts you in the spotlight. But in the meantime, this is for you to release let go, forgive, find compassion, retreat, pay attention to your intuition, cultivate your dreams. Um, you do have Jupiter, the energy of the full moon pointing towards you, Aries, Jupiter's in Aries. So there's some sort of like one foot in, one foot out, something's ending and something's beginning. And you know what they say, you know, door closes and another door opens. But this full moon um, puts you in sort of a, a time that you need to go within and get quiet. Um, it is typically a really busy time for you with um, Mars right now in Gemini. So as much as you are on the go right now, um, don't forget to relax, rest, retreat, and to nourish your spiritual life. Taurus. Taurus, uh, you kind of have the spotlight off of you. You've been in some pretty intense astrology in August. So where are we at now? Well, it's Virgo season and Virgo season for you is a time to, in a way, to get back to yourself. Then we have the Pisces full moon. So there's sort of this push and pull that's happening between you as an individual and the things that make you, you. And those are things that are important, of course, but also the bigger picture, your relationship with friends, community, your social network, maybe this bigger existential question of like, where do I belong? Who are my friends? Who are my people? And there is a sense of something's coming to an end, but maybe it needed to come to an end a long time ago, or maybe it's something's not coming to an end. Maybe there's just a need to go deeper or to find a different spiritual connection between you and your friends, your community, or even the greater whole. This Pisces full moon also puts in the spotlight the sense of like needing to be of service in the world, and maybe even needing to be of spiritual service in the world. And maybe you're feeling 
a little existential at this time. You know, certainly Taurus, you've been through a lot of ups and downs. Maybe you're searching your soul and trying to figure out what it all means. And that might be one of the big ways in which this uh, full moon shows up for you. Gemini. Pisces is your career sign. It's one of those facts that I think sometimes we uh, look over, you know, look over um, when we think about Pis not Pisces, when we think about Gemini, this sign that's so much about curiosity and information, ideas and movement and needing to try everything. But your career sign is Pisces. And this says, you know, when I say when Pisces is part of the career sign and Neptune is there and has been there um, the last, gosh, 10 years, um, it's like you, whatever you do in this world, your soul better be in it. Your heart and your soul better be in it. And maybe this is a full moon for you to really remember that, again, whatever you do in this world, your heart and your soul better be in it. Because if it's not, that's where you can kind of get some of that, um, let's say, complicated energies from Neptune. This full moon does point over to your 11th sign. So this is a time when maybe you're thinking about networking, connecting to your friends, your social circle, but even looking ahead towards the future. You know, as you look out in your professional life, you know, maybe it's you're looking out into the world as well, looking up out into the, your future. It's like where I want everything to go, like what what's meaningful to me. And so this is a time when, um, you know, you need to sort of, let's say, take inventory of your professional life. A full moon in the career sign sometimes puts your your career on the spotlight. There's a job change, a job offer, a move, or something where you get recognition for what you're doing. Um, cancer. Cancer. So hopefully you're hanging in there. I know it's been some some bumpy roads and maybe you just need a good Pisces full moon you know Pisces is a, a fellow water sign and this full moon is putting a spotlight on one of your travel signs and maybe as a result you're making plans for long distance travel foreign travel journeys exploration there's a need to see the world at this time whether it's literally seeing the world by hopping on a plane or seeing the world by sort of just opening up your eyes in general and with that in mind, this is a full moon that's about faith. And I think Cancer, you you need a check-in with your faith because it has been a bit of a, 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 a time, you know, with Saturn in your eighth. We've talked about this in many videos. Um, and I think that as you start to come to the end of this um, three-year period in your life, which ends on March uh, 4th of 2023, you know, there there is a time where this is, this is a Pisces full moon that is in, in advance of Saturn's arrival in Pisces in March of 2023. It's like, what do you believe in? What's truth? What's meaningful? Um, what's your faith? You know, maybe sort of searching your soul, looking at these existential questions. So this is a time for you to stick to, to take stock and to make some decisions and to maybe reorient your life in a way that is more in alignment with your heart and your soul. Uh, more in alignment with your spiritual needs or maybe even more in alignment with your sense of meaning and purpose in the world. And especially with the Jupiter in your 10th, you might see something come up about your professional life at this point. Leo. Leo. So as I said, or have been saying, you know, August was a little bit of a bumpy birthday season for you. There was some some intense astrology. So the Virgo season has given you a chance to take inventory, to take stock, to really see what you need to feel, what you need to gather, what you need, and maybe even gather what you need on a physical level. That said, as much as this time and the season is about your material life, your material needs, there's sort of this other side with this full moon. And it talks about sort of these larger financial goals, um, assets, um, needing to sort of get your financial life in order. But there's another way that we can look at it. Um, this full moon puts in the spotlight your eighth. And, and much, as much as the eighth traditionally is about money and assets and, and estates, 
Yeah, it's also about intimacy and our vulnerability and our ability to open ourselves up to other people. And Leo, you have been in a time that has been about relationship and building relationship or recalibrating what's not working. So where does intimacy come in? Where's trust? And I think when you're in the eighth, the eighth is the space where we don't do it alone. Sometimes we can feel very alone in the eighth, but this is where we are you know, opening up to the people that we really trust the most. And maybe really deep emotions are coming up this full moon. And maybe these are uh, emotions that you need to work out with somebody trusted, whether it's a, a loved one or a counselor or even a therapist. But it's, it's, it is poking on some deeper themes. And especially with Jupiter in your ninth, you're trying to sort of put things together, sort through meaning and purpose and the, the direction your life is taking, and especially after all the ups and downs of the past, gosh, I don't know, a year. Um, but, you know, if, if deeper psychological and emotional stuff's coming up, uh, allow it to be this time of transformation to really face yourself and face the things, especially if it's coming up between you and a partner, face the things together that you really just need to work out and to sort through and maybe to let go. Um, Virgo. Happy birthday, Virgo. So this full moon puts the spotlight on your relationship sign. Yes, Pisces is your relationship sign. So this full moon can bring in a relationship, put an existing relationship in the spotlight. Um, and maybe because it's a full moon, you have to make a decision about a relationship. Or maybe you just need more connection in your life, need more people in your life. With... Um, Jupiter in Aries in your eighth, there is this sort of connection between relationships and intimacy and vulnerability and how do you trust and how do you open up to people. With Neptune really highlighted, and this is just something that some, some not all, but some Virgos have to sort of be mindful of, is that Pisces as a relationship sign can show where you really sacrifice, where you really sort of put other people first and there needs to be more equity. And sometimes Neptune can show up where you're you're giving too much and maybe it's, it's, it's draining you. So how do you put things back in order and how do you put things back in balance? Um, just a quick note about Mercury. Your planet is turning retrograde this week. And so it's highlighting themes around money, income, material stability, material need, material resource, but also value and self-worth. Um, Libra, Libra, it's almost your season. Um, we're sort of at the midway point of Virgo, but this Virgo for you is the sign that comes before your birthday season. So this is a time for you to really take a break, to rest, to reflect, to recharge. You know, maybe you need to go away, unplug, take a social media break, uh, and to recuperate and prepare symbolically this is the season where you have come to the end end of your yearly journey and you need to be very mindful and conscientious about what you're bringing with mercury turning retrograde there is sort of in, in venus your planet in virgo there's sort of this half in half out energy like things are beginning things are ending you want to move ahead but you can't quite move ahead Having Venus in your 12th, it's saying that until the beginning of October, you're behind the scenes. Um, you, know, you don't want to necessarily be really social right now because you need to recharge your batteries. You need to sort of get back in touch with the things that matter and things that matter in your heart and your soul. Also, this is a full moon. The full moon in Pisces does put into the spotlight your health and wellness sign. So use this full moon to take advantage of making healthy changes in your life, to focus on your physical being as much as your spiritual and emotional being, you know, health and wellness, body, mind, and soul, uh, make a doctor's appointment, get some sort of treatment. Um, but you know you need to sort of rest and recharge and 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 take care of the necessary details you know because we're preparing for the next personal year but also to let go reflect and to rest scorpio 
So Scorpio, Virgo season for you represents your 11th sign of friends and community, your social circle, your social network. You're starting to come to the end of your personal year, which means, as you know, at the end of October, it's the start of Scorpio season. With the Sun in Virgo and with now Venus in Virgo, Venus in Virgo is a relationship sign, relationship planet, sorry. This is a time for you to look towards the future and maybe even look towards the future with relationships. There's a focus on friends and community, sort of the value of friends and community at this point in your life. Uh, Mars, which is your planet, continues to be in Gemini. It will be in Gemini until March of 2023. And it's so much about doing a lot of the deep work that Scorpio is famous for. This is just a personal share and I'm here uh, visiting my, my father because he's not well, but I've been looking a lot through family, family genealogy and I'm like, this is a really interesting, for me, manifestation of Mars's time in Gemini as a Scorpio. It's like the eighth is about estates and wills and planning and legacies and inheritances and sort of that's that connection of the eighth and the fourth is family in the past and for me you know like looking at seven generations of genealogical material and photographs from the 1800s and I'm like like things that I knew but like couldn't piece it all together I was like oh yeah that's that person and so I think that there's sort of this presence of the past right now with Scorpio and sort of the weight of the, the, the being a Scorpio is to know that life is finite. And I think that that's, even though we know that as Scorpios, I think that's what Mars and Gemini is reminding us that life is finite, that there are moments where things begin, there's moments where things end. And we need to sort of prepare in the, in the ways that we do as Scorpios. It's about vulnerability, intimacy, and opening up and learning to sort of let go of some of the negative relationships with power. But that said, Virgo season points us to the future and sort of prepares us for what's uh, around the bend and sort of what's to come in our next personal year. So we're, we're feeling a little reflective. And then the Pisces full moon, it puts in the spotlight our fifth sign, our fifth sign of creativity, self-expression. And it's sort of to remind Scorpio, just be you, <laughs> just do the things that you love and give you passion and nourish you. And maybe with the, with the Pisces energy, the things that nourish our heart and our soul. But um, with Jupiter in, in Aries, don't forget to take care of your health and wellness. Don't forget to take care of the details. And maybe this is something that's uh, also about the start of a creative project or something about a creative project. Sagittarius. So this full moon is in what's called this, your fourth sign. And the fourth sign astrology forms the base and the foundation. So this is a full moon that really puts in the spotlight this idea of roots and home and family, the past, memory, but also your emotional core and your emotional needs. On a more mundane level, this is a full moon where you need to make a decision about your living situation. Maybe there's a move, there's a plan for a move a change in the household, somebody moves in, somebody moves out. Jupiter is in your fifth and you're ruled by Jupiter. So there's something also about creativity, self-expression, maybe even the creation of something, maybe even the creation of a baby. You know, somebody moves in, somebody moves out. Sometimes somebody moving in is a new family member. Um, but this is a time for you to really get back to your roots, to get back to the things that, that feed you, give you passion, give you joy feed that emotional core because right now it's Virgo season as much as it is, is it about your professional life everything our, our worldly desires and our worldly ambitions are nothing without the support of the fourth so get back to what's important right now Sagittarius oh I will add Sagittarius that Mercury is your relationship planet it's also your planet of career so you know nothing to be you know, kind of concerned about it's just you're entering the phase that takes you into October 10th where it's about receptivity it's about going within it's about getting a second look at something and maybe even sometimes an old relationship pops up maybe something about the past in your professional life comes up too 
Capricorn. Capricorn, so Saturn, your planet continues as it has been the past two years in your second sign of money and income. Over the next six months, you're going to be wrapping up this chapter of your life, which you will not return to for almost 30 years. So this is a time where you're trying to, to the best that your ability right now, Capricorn, is to shore up and to make solid your material life. Maybe you've made investments over the past two years. Maybe you've had to get really real about money in the past two years. Maybe you've brought property. Maybe you've realized that things are not adding up and you need a new way of taking care of yourself materially. Or maybe it's not material for you so much as it is about a shift in your value and your worth, the things that you spend your money on, and even your value and worth about yourself. Pisces full moon for you puts in the spotlight your sign of voice, communication, ideas, information. We always don't think about Capricorn being this very intuitive sign, but Pisces is their third sign. So maybe this is a time for you to rely upon, especially with Mercury retrograde, your intuitive voice, what you're feeling, what you're sensing instead of the analytical mind. But that said, it does put a spotlight on trips, travel, the things that we all have to do in our local environment or short trips out just outside. Um, neighbors, siblings, it's also it's a, a full moon that puts in the spotlight information. And maybe this is important information, maybe this is information about home, your living situation, family. Full moons also is a time when we have to make a decision. So making, maybe the decisions that you're making are about your home or your living situation at this time but you know full moons do push so maybe this is a time where you need to push even though it is mercury retrograde um aquarius so here we are we're starting to come to almost the end of the zodiac uh, aquarius so saturn again continues to be in your sign it's been in your sign since um December of 2020, you've been at the start of a major chapter in your life. It's a 2020 and 2021 and 2022. They're sort of preparing you and setting things up that are going to take you over the next three decades, should you be blessed to live that long. So there's been a lot of work, a lot of preparing, a lot of you know planting seeds, but also a lot of weight on your shoulders, a lot of responsibilities and duties. And Maybe that's just been a lot, which is you know understandable. But um, so there's that. And then there's Virgo season for you is so much about these sort of deeper emotional themes, um, emotional connection, intimacy, trust, uh, dealing with finance, assets, wills, trusts, benefits, inheritances. This Pisces full moon puts into the spotlight your money, your income, your material needs, your material security. security. And sort of the things that you're spending your money on or gathering doesn't have to necessarily be money spent, but you're sort of taking care of your material needs at this time. With Pisces as part of your money story, it's just sort of this reminder for Aquarius that whatever you, you could have all the wealth in the world, but don't forget to feed your soul. Don't forget to spend your money on the things that really mean something to you and maybe when you don't that's where that energy can be a little bit complicated but you know neptune has been in your 10th sign over not 10th neptune's been in your second sign for over the last 10 years that's all i know is a long time uh, neptune transits are 14 years so this is a time where this has been this deeper evolutionary story about money and income in your deeper relationship with money and income and this might be a full moon that touches on that deep story and the choices jupiter is an aries the choices that you have been making and the choices that you need to make and maybe this full moon is prompting you to to make a decision pisces here we are the end of the zodiac Pisces, you are the last sign. You stand as the bridge between one end of the zodiac and the other, one end of life and the, and the beginning and the renewal of life. You sort of exist in the, the, the spiritual uh, interstitial point between 
the 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 zodiac and i think it's um every sign of course is important but this this the, to be the last sign means that you govern over the things that are not on this physical plane it's in the non-physical plane and that you're sort of opening us up to your intuition your spirituality that's a natural sense of compassion and knowing that we're all connected even if our human lives can be a bit messy so this is a full moon um, that puts you in some way in the spotlight like life is a bit loud at this point um you know the full moon sort of the energies can last a couple days on either side um but around this time each year is this the pisces full moon that puts you in the spotlight um so maybe you've got to take action maybe uh you're you know going off in a new direction jupiter is your is is in the second sign this is something about value and worth money and income with this full moon um it is highlighting the duality between you and other people and maybe the investments that you make in other people whether they are literal investments in other people or sort of the emotional and spiritual investments that you make in other people but a full moon to remember that life needs partnership life needs relationship and life needs valuable partnership and relationship so there you go. That's been your look at the astrology of September 5th through 11th, 2022. Getting this one in a little bit late. Um, thank you for being patient with me, just navigating life. Um, but I, you know, will put this into the replay. And of course, as always, let me know where you're watching from. It's always fun to check in and see where everybody's at. Again, my name is Katie Sweetman. This has been Empowering Astrology. Follow me online at empoweringastrology.com. You can follow me on Facebook. I have a newsletter. I put it out every Monday morning. If you want that sort of first look at the astrology or to learn about events that I'm involved in. Oh, I meant to mention this. I'm going to be in a um, Instagram live on Thursday, September 8th, 10 a.m. Eastern, um, 10, 9, 8. 7 a.m. Sorry. Sorry, West Coast, 7 a.m. Pacific. Maybe you can watch my Facebook Live as you brush your teeth. Not Facebook, Instagram Live as you brush your teeth. Um, of course, there'll be a replay if you don't want to get up that early or if you have things going on. But I'm going to talk to uh, Delisa Hawking um, of Spear and Spark. She is a fifth generation psychic medium. We're going to talk about psychic mediumship. And of course, I have my own experience as being a medium. She has her own experience as being a medium and how we have different relationships with that word. And um, I'm also going to be a part of a um, summit. This is a conference. This is a summit. It's an online summit that's kicking off on September 19th. We got some time. I'm going to talk more about that next week. Um, but you can sign up for the summit. I did a whole talk on 2023 astrology just sort of like getting people prepared like your first look at 2023 and you can get that for free so that um is not in the show notes but i will put it in the show notes um when i upload everything um and uh yeah and, and hope to see you in my saturn Masterclass, which has two more weeks to join the registration before it closes on september 16th and we start the master class on september 17th so Again, my name is Katie Sweetman. This has been Empowering Astrology, and I will see you all next week. Bye.